this morning, chapter 12. 2 Samuel chapter 12, we're going to start in verse 1, and we'll go through 1 through 7, and then we'll look at our key verse in verse 4, but let's start in verse 1 right here. And for those of you that uh, have been coming over the course of the last couple of weeks, maybe six weeks, I don't know how long it's been, four to six weeks. I know we took a, a break in there somewhere. But anyways, I've been speaking about priorities, amen? I've been speaking about priorities and, and how important that is in the life of a believer or the life of anybody, you know, to have priorities in place. And of course, for us as Christians, amen, I began to speak about how those priorities would line up with first our relationship with God, amen, second our family, and third everything else, amen. And because uh, obviously without a relationship with God, we're not going to be effective for our families, amen. Without the relationship with God, we're not going to be a good father, we're not going to be a good husband, we're not going to be a good wife, we're not going to be even a good son or a good daughter, amen. You know, Paul says, I know there's nothing good that lives in me that's in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is right, but I can't carry it out. Amen. I have a desire to be a good husband, but without God, I can't do it. I have the desire, amen, to be a good father, but, you know, without God, I just can't seem to meet the mark. Amen. So first, it's got to be God, our relationship with God. Second, amen, our family. Third, everything else, our careers and everything that comes with that. Amen. So I want to kind of jump off and talk to you about that a little bit uh, this week. Last week, unfortunately, we had to cancel service and here in the morning, and I ended up preaching in Maybank in the evening. And so I kind of carried on, amen, concerning that series. I, it's not going to be on the podcast because uh, we, don't, we don't have a recorder over there to record just yet. Praise God. I wish we would have recorded it. But I'm going to do a little recap on that sermon last week, and then I'm going to jump into what God gave me for this week. Amen. So let's go ahead and get off in the scriptures this morning, if you would. 2 Samuel chapter 12, starting in verse 1. If you have it, say amen. amen. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came to him and said, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a great many flocks and herds. But the poor man had nothing except one little ooh lamb, which he bought and nourished. And it grew up together with him and his children. It would eat of his bread and drink of his cup and lie in his bosom and was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man and he was unwilling to take from his own flock or his own herd to prepare for the wayfarer who had come to him. Rather, he took the poor man's ooh lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. Then David's anger burned greatly against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, Surely the man who has done this deserves to die. He must make restitution for the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and had no compassion. Verse 7. Now Nathan then said to David, You are the man. 
Thus says the Lord God of Israel. It is I who anointed you king over Israel, and it is I who delivered you from the hand of Saul. But I want us to look. He says, you are that man. Let's pray. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus, and we thank you, God, for your life-changing power. We thank you for your healing power, Lord. And we just invite you into this time today as we just look at your word. Help me communicate what you have this morning, God. Anoint me to preach, God. Prepare our hearts to receive this morning, God. Father, you are so worthy, God. You're worthy to be worshipped. You're worthy to be glorified. But, Lord, we need you in this place today, God. So, Lord, remove all distractions, all hindrances, God. Anything that may be coming against what you're wanting to do. Father, I thank you and I praise you. I honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would, give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Amen. Praise God. So, I... I want to kind of touch base once again, talking about priorities and amen. This is part four of this series. And like I said before, I want to kind of recap it. I want to talk a, a little bit about David for just a moment. And one thing, uh, you know, about David, as I shared last Sunday evening, is David was a man, amen, who when he started out for the Lord, amen, everything that David did he had success. You know, if you remember David, amen, he was uh, the young shepherd boy that was taking care of his uh, father's flock, amen, and there he was called by God and anointed by God through the prophet Samuel, amen, in order to be king of Israel, amen, and he began to move forward and he began to, amen, have great success. And, and then we begin to read about how he, uh, he overcome a, the great Goliath, amen, and how the Bible said, amen, that, well, first he overcome the, the lion and the bear, amen, and then he was able to overcome Goliath. And he told Goliath, he said, amen, you come with a sword, but I come in the name of the Lord, amen. And here we are as a young man, amen, and then even a young king, amen, we, this is a man that had his priorities in order. This is a man that knew, amen, that, hey, you know what? What's going to make me successful in this life is the fact that I have, amen, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that is here with me, amen, and going before me, amen, and fighting my enemies and fighting my battles, amen, and raising me up and making me, amen, successful. And as a result, amen, David was successful Amen. In all that he did, he was a man that had his priorities in order. And as a result, amen, he was blessed and he accomplished many great things and God was using him in a mighty way. Amen. But then there began to be something that happened and there was a shift that began to occur. And, and I began to share a little bit about it last uh, weekend. And I spoke about whenever he began to fall into sin with Bathsheba, amen, and he began to lose focus in regards to his priorities. And then from there, things began to spin out of control, amen. And before you know it, amen, here he is dealing with even family issues in his life, right? Amen. Because if you look in chapter 11, where he began to fell into sin with Bathsheba. And then you jump over into chapter 13, which is where I began to preach a little bit last week. You begin to see where his son, amen, Amnon, began to uh, actually rape his daughter Tamar, amen, which was Amnon's sister. And as a result, his uh, other son, amen, Absalom, right, became very angry, 
And then as a result, two years later, amen, when David was uh, out of focus, David wasn't on point. David's priorities weren't where they needed to be. Absalom asked David, he said, hey, David, will you please go with me? We're going to go sheep shearing. Amen. And David said, no, I'm not going to go, but I'll give you my blessing. You go ahead and go. Amen. And then Absalom said, okay, well, if you're not going to go, can I take my brother Amnon? Amen. And he took him with him. And he ended up killing his brother. So here we are. David's life begins to spin a little bit out of control. Amen. He fell into sin with Bathsheba. Amen. He begins to have these different problems. He ends up having multiple wives, which is always a problem. Amen. And then he ends up having some issues in his family where one of his sons rapes one of his daughters, amen, which was a half-sister, right? And then all of a sudden, the other brother, who was the brother of that, amen, young lady, ends up being angry and wants to kill the brother, and that's exactly what happens. So all of a sudden, you begin to see a mess begin to occur in David's life. Can I get an amen? Now, here's a great man of God, a man of God that was known, amen, as a man after God's own heart, a man that was very successful, amen, a man that accomplished much, but things began to spiral out of control. And one of the things we begin to look at right here is that priority, amen, begin to get off course, that priority began to shift in his life temporarily, and as a result, amen, he began to get negative results. See, I want us to look at that today because priorities are so crucial in the life of a Christian in order for us to be successful and impactful in the way that God has designed it, amen. I told you once again, amen, right? We've got to put God before our family because otherwise our family will suffer, if I'm not right with God, if I'm not in a good relationship with the Lord, if I'm not walking in the Spirit, amen, if I'm not sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, if I can't have discernment and hear God warning me and guiding me and leading me and directing me in my life, amen, because my relationship with God isn't where it needs to be, then, it, then everything else will begin to suffer. Can I get an Amen. And if I put my family before God, my family will suffer. It's just how it is. That's why God says, amen, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything shall be added unto you. That's why he says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. Amen. And so I want to talk to you a little bit, but I wanted to kind of recap for just a moment. Amen. Because what we began to see was some priorities that got out of line in David's life. Now I spoke to you concerning Bathsheba and then I jumped over and spoke to you concerning Amnon and Tamar, but I wanna come right back, amen, from chapter 11 and 13. Now I wanna focus in on chapter 12 for just a moment, if you don't mind, amen. But I wanna go a little bit of a different direction this morning. You know, as we look right here in chapter 12, we begin to read about when the Lord had sent Nathan to to David, amen, in order to share something with him. And Nathan begins to share this story with David, amen. He begins to give him this example that we read about right here. And he says, and then the Lord sent Nathan to David and he came to him and said, there were two men in one city, 
the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a great many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one little Eve lamb, which he bought and nourished. And it grew up together with the, him and his children. It would eat of his bread and drink of his cup and lie in his bosom and was like a daughter to him. Let's look at verse four for just a moment. This is our key verse that I want to speak about today. He says, now a traveler came to the rich man and he was unwilling to take from his own flock or his own herd to prepare for the wayfarer who had come to him. Rather, he took the poor man's ooh lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. Amen. Now, I want to come back and focus for just a moment. Obviously, we, and we know the next verse says that David began to get very angry. Hey, who did this? We need to get justice for whoever it is that did this, Nathan. And then, of course, Nathan, amen, completely blindsided him, right? And he told him, you are that man. But what I want to look about, amen, today concerning this, amen, because really what he's doing is beginning to speak to him concerning what had occurred when David began to choose to make that decision to step off into sin with Bathsheba. But I want you to look at something right here in verse four real quick. He says, now a traveler came to the rich man and he was unwilling to take from him his own flock or herd. Amen. Now I'm going to skip that next part and go. He said, rather he took the poor man's ooh lamb and prepared it for the man who had come. And what I want to share with you about today when it comes to priorities, I want to talk to you a little bit about priorities concerning your thought life. I want to talk to you about priorities, but I want to talk to you about it concerning your thought life today. Somebody say, God is good. Because one thing that we begin to come to realize here is that the biggest battle that you will ever face, it's not out there. The biggest battle that you will ever face, amen, is right between your two ears. And so the area of the mind is so powerful that the mind will determine whether you have victory or whether you have defeat. Not only that, but the mind will determine whether you uh, are pure or whether you're unpure. See, it all starts in the mind. The mind will determine, amen, whether you're going to walk in righteousness or whether you're going to walk in unrighteousness. That's how powerful the mind is. Because I want to tell you today, it all starts with a thought. Somebody say a thought. Now, I want to use an example real quick, amen, of David and Bathsheba, because that's what this story is about right here, amen, in chapter 12, where Nathan is beginning to come and share this with him, amen, and, he, and this is what we're looking at. He's giving him the example. He said, this is what you've done, David. He says, you're that man. You're that man, amen, that when that traveler came in, amen, you invited him in, you fed him the poor man's lamb, 
Amen. And as a result, amen, some bad things happen. Now, I want you to look at this in a perspective right now, amen, because when we're talking about that traveler, that traveler is those thoughts that come into your mind. Are y'all with me today? That traveler is those thoughts, because there's going to be things that travel into your mind. There's going to be things that travel into your view. There's going to be things that you are exposed to. David was out there while all the kings went to war. He went and didn't go to war. He was up there, amen, out on the rooftop on the balcony, right? He sees Bathsheba. Hello, somebody up there getting bathing, just coming from bathing, from being unclean, the Bible says, amen. And, and all of a sudden, this evil thought enters into his mind. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is good. See, I'm talking about a man named David that went from a warrior to a weakling. Amen. All of a sudden. See, a thought is capable of taking a saint and making him into a sinner. This was an anointed man of God that was accomplishing great things. So it's important, amen, that we have the right priorities concerning our thought life. Amen. Somebody say God is good. Because it all starts with a thought. With David, one evil thought became a look. And the look became lust and the lust became lost now i shared with you some of the things that began to spiral out of control right here as his focus that's why the bible says don't be it says when you're running the race is set before you fix your eyes on jesus the author and the perfecter of your faith hello somebody do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will be able to discern the will of God, the perfect, good, and pleasing will for your life. Can I get an amen? amen. See, it's right there in the mind. And if you look at it, God says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind. Amen. And if you, the, when the traveler comes by, if you don't respond and you invite that traveler in and then you begin to feed that traveler, amen, you're beginning to produce some things in your life, amen, and it's called spiritual death. Are y'all with me today? See, the mind is powerful because what the mind begins to think is what a man or woman will do. Are y'all with me today? The Bible says, so as one thinks, so is he. See, you've got to begin to take control of your mind. You've got to have priorities of what you are going to begin to allow into your mind, what you're going to take in and what you're going to begin to feed. Hello, somebody in your life. You can't just feed on anybody. See, this is why it's so powerful that we're careful about what we say about other people, because what happens sometimes we'll say some things about other people. Amen. And then it'll change the way somebody thinks about somebody and then it will change the way that they act towards that person are y'all with me today 
You know what I'm talking about. Somebody done said something, then you wonder why they're looking at you crazy over there. And then they don't answer the phone when you call. Somebody say, God is good. Now, I'm giving you an example right here concerning, amen, a thought that became, amen, a look that became a lust that became, amen, an action right here that became a loss, a death, amen. But there's more than just, amen, this, this was something that it, it began to impact him to create sin. I'm, I'm here to tell you the mind is powerful. Hello. It all starts with a thought. You can't start feeding the wrong thought. Hello. By David feeding on an evil thought, how many of y'all know? Let me share, share with you what happened here. I'm talking about a king, amen. I'm talking about a warrior. I'm talking about a powerful man of God. I'm talking about one that was anointed, one that was called, one that succeeded, one that overcame Goliath, one that had victory in every area of his life, amen. But by David feeding on one evil thought, did y'all know that it created him to become an adulterer? It created him to become a murderer. It created him to become a liar. It created him, amen, to become, to bear false witness. It created him, amen, to, do, and to uh, dishonor his parents. It created him to steal. It created him to covet somebody else's wife. Are y'all with me today? Amen. That one thought, amen, began to create David, amen, in order to begin to go against all 10 of the commandments, amen, Amen, that God had created. A man of God. After God's own heart. Because when he was up there, amen, he had no business, amen, looking at this woman. He was married himself. Hello, somebody. You have no business, amen, if you're a married man, looking at some other woman on Facebook. Amen. If you're a married man, you have no business looking at somebody else's profile and their email and all that other stuff. Because that one look right there can create a whole lot of mess. Y'all think I'm playing. He should have done about face right there. Hello. Yeah. You can play with it if you want to. As a result, the anointed man of God, the king of Israel, became a murderer, an adulterer, a liar, bared false witness. Stole. Are y'all with me that he coveted? He didn't have no business looking at that woman. He should have been taking care of his business out there in war. When the kings went to war, his priorities got messed up. Should have been out there fighting. You and I, maybe we need to look at it in a spiritual sense. We should have been out there fighting, amen, in the spiritual battle, amen. Instead, we're at home playing it. I'm here to tell you, they say the amen, and I don't mind, is the devil's workshop, amen. You've got to begin to keep yourself focused on the things that you need to focus on. He didn't have no business there. 
Some of us, we're supposed to be serving God. Instead, we're sitting around in our free time, amen, doing nothing, and we wonder why we're vulnerable to the enemy. Somebody say, God is good. good. Yeah, he's still good even after all that. (laughs) And so this thought caused him to break all ten commandments. Now, I want to share an example right now. Check it out. Because we're talking about a traveler, right? You can't help it if a bird flies over your head. You can't, right? You can't help it if you walk and go to Walmart and and they're half-dressed at the darn Walmart. We're in a fallen world today. People are lost. They don't know. That's just what it is. That's the world, you know what I'm saying? Especially in the summertime. So you can't help it if a bird flies over your head. But how many of y'all know you don't have to let it land and make a nest and hatch eggs in your hair? Sometimes you can't help a certain thought coming across your mind. But you don't have to entertain it and bring it in. Amen. Hello, somebody. And feed it. And feed it. And feed it. Are y'all with me today? Because that's the, 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 the you, know, the, you know, the battlefield's in the mind, and the mind controls the actions. And I want you to know this, that private thoughts lead to public actions. Your private thoughts lead to public actions. And I'm here to tell you today, you can't live wrong and die right. It don't work. You can't live wrong and die right. You know, the Bible talks about kings not having various things. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 16, real quick. The Bible begins to talk about kings. Amen. David was a king. He talks about kings not having too many things. Number one, he said, a king shouldn't have too many horses. Right? Moreover, he shall not multiply horses for himself, nor shall he cause the people to return to Egypt to multiply horses. Since the Lord has said to you, you shall never again return that way. Now, I want you to look at that, okay? We'll go to this verse 17 in a moment. A king shouldn't have too many horses. In Deuteronomy, it says a king shouldn't have too much gold. And it also says that a king shouldn't have too many wives. Go to the next verse. He shall not multiply wives for himself or else his heart will turn away. Nor shall he greatly inherit silver and gold for himself. Now I want you to look at this for a moment because if you look back in the Bible, what you begin to read about, amen, is whenever it was time, amen, for David to go to war, David sacrificed his horses to the Lord. He he was willing. He didn't have a problem with the horses. And if you remember, amen, David became wealthy, but he gave his money to his son Solomon in order to build the temple. He brought his money to the house of God. He spent it on the things of God. So money wasn't an issue in his life. It wasn't the silver and gold, but it was the girls that had David. Somebody say, you better know what your weakness is. Those are some things that will take a man out. Finances, 
women, rock and roll. Hello? Yeah, you got to watch what kind of music you're listening to because that stuff's going into your spirit. You're beginning to feed on it and it's going to begin to produce some stuff in your life. Hello? Now, I know for some of you it was drugs, women, and rock and roll. That was your horse. That was how you got up and go. We're rolling now. Yes, sir. Come on now. It was the same thing. Rock and roll, rap, it's all in the same category. (laughs) They know what I meant. Rap music. (laughs) That's it. Anything that's not focused on Jesus, you've got to watch yourself. You know, I always tell my kids, I say, music, especially if you're in my DNA, is very impactful. And it's going into your spirit. I'm a worshiper. I love to worship. And music will impact me like no other, whether it's for good or whether it's for bad. Whatever I listened to, I thought I was. If I listened to that rock and roll, I thought I was a headbanger. If I listened to that rap music about selling drugs, I thought I was a dope dealer. (laughs) Amen. Or, you know, a pimp or whatever. (laughs) Player, sorry. The devil will deceive you. Hello. Yeah, some of y'all the same way. You just don't want to admit it. So David sacrificed his horses before battle as an offering to God. And he gave his gold to Solomon to build the temple to the house of the Lord. So he didn't have an issue with horses or gold, but he had an issue with women. And David never should have fed that thought in his mind. Because after all, he was a married man. Are y'all with me today? And what happened here is the traveler took something from the poor man that was precious. If you look at this scripture, the rich man wouldn't sacrifice any of his lambs or goats or whatever. So he took the poor man's, which was very precious to him. He had raised it. He had nurtured it. Amen. He did all these things. Are y'all with me today? See, the enemy will come in when you're spiritually poor and he will rob you. With thoughts that are traveling by, with things that you see, with things that are put in your spirit. Are y'all with me today? And the Bible says, amen, that he slayed the lamb to feed the traveler. And when you feed the traveler in your life, I want to tell you this. You slay the lamb in your life too. The lamb of God. You can play with those thoughts if you want to. You can bring them in and feed them if you want to. But it's going to create spiritual death in your life and even affect your relationships. Are y'all with me today? 
That's why the Bible says be diligent to maintain the unity and the bond of peace. That's why you've got to watch what you say about your brother or sister. Because you might be, amen, creating spiritual murder for them. Are y'all with me today? And it's when you start feeding things in your life. Amen. Are y'all with me? I want to share something. It's when you start feeding things in your life is when you got problems. Look, when you start feeding that depression, it's when you got problems. It's when you, yeah, sometimes depression comes on you. It just does. We're, in, we're a human being. We're in a world. We go through stuff, amen, and everything else. Sometimes depression comes, but are you going to bring it in and feed it? When you start feeding that depression, when you start feeding that lust, when you start feeding that negativity, amen, it's when you begin feeding these things in your life that they begin to affect you, amen, negatively, and you can't start feeding the wrong thoughts, amen. You can't. You know, one sign of an unrighteous man is his thoughts. His thoughts is where it starts. Input determines your output. What you let in will determine what you put out. What you let into your heart will begin to come out of your mouth. That's what the Bible says. Guard your heart for out of it flows the wellspring of life. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You had to have a thought concerning that situation in order for it to even come out of your mouth. There's not, it's not possible unless, amen, it's speaking in tongues, amen, in order for you to begin to have, amen, something come out of your mouth without it first being a thought. It doesn't work like that. Hello. And sometimes, amen, you begin to let that traveler come and you invite him in and you feed him. Maybe that traveler is just something, amen, where you begin to have some bitterness. Maybe that traveler is where you begin to look and have some issues, amen, where the devil plants some seeds. He throws some fiery darts. He puts some things in you. Maybe it's concerning your pastor or your leadership or your wife or your brother or sister or whoever it is, amen. But what are you going to do? The Bible says to take that thought captive, obedient to Christ Jesus to pull down those strongholds. Amen. Are y'all with me today? Your input determines your output. What are you letting in? Don't just hang around people that are going to run their mouth. Don't hang around people that are going to talk bad about your leadership. Don't hang around people that are going to talk about your church. Don't talk, don't, you know, don't always get up in the juicy gossip and all that. You got to separate yourself from some of that. And sometimes you have to tell people, hey, man, uh, no disrespect, but I don't, I can't afford to hear that. I'm on a mission. I'm focused. Amen. 
You know, the devil will come and tell you things about what your relationship with God and who you are in Christ and everything else. Amen. You can't entertain that stuff. He'll tell you, you're no good. You're never going to become anything. God doesn't have a plan for you. God, you're never going to amount to nothing. You're doing all this in vain. Whatever, 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 whatever. And God says, no, you're a child of the king. He says, amen, that you, amen, are the head, not the tail. He says, amen, that you are above and not beneath. You are blessed coming in. You are blessed going out. You are, amen, a child of God. You are heaven bound. You do have the power of the Holy Ghost. You can do all things through Christ. God loves you unconditionally. There's nothing can separate you from. See, that's why you got to have the word of God in you. Hello, somebody. That way when that traveler comes by, you have something to stand on. Whether it's coming in through your eyes, whether it's coming in through your ears, or whether it's coming in through your heart. Because these things will come in. And some of us will feed them. We feed them the lamb that was nurtured. That was, are y'all with me today? And if you keep feeding this stuff, God will literally turn you over to this stuff. Put up there Romans chapter 1, verse 21. This is why it's so important, man. We've got to live holy. We've got to live repentant lifestyles. We've got to learn to take these thoughts captive. We've got to be careful what we expose ourselves to. We can't listen to anything. We can't watch anything. We can't do it. They're all coming through all your senses. That's where it's all coming. Amen. You know, that's where it's coming. That's where it's getting our kids, through all their senses. Amen. This technology. Through all their senses. Even though they knew God, they did not honor him in, as God or give thanks but they became futile in their speculation and their foolish heart was darkened. We're going to go through 32. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God. Look at this. For an image, somebody say an image, in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Verse 24. Therefore, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. For this reason, God gave them over to the degrading passions and their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire towards one another and men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own person the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to the depraved mind. There's that mind again. To do those things which are not proper. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful today for a sound mind. I'm grateful for a restored mind. 
This right here is talking about those, amen, that have, you know, become, uh, you know, uh, God is good, amen? Reprobates. That's what he's talking about. And look at what the, look at what the fruit is of a reprobate. If you're here today desiring to worship God, amen, this ain't juice, so don't worry about it. But you, 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 you got to watch it now. He says, being filled with all unrighteousness, wicked greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, they are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, unboastful, I mean, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents. This is the ungeneration right here. Without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. And it goes on to say this. It says they have a form of godliness, but denying his power. It all is in the mind. If you keep feeding this stuff, God will literally turn you over. Somebody say, God is good. good. We can't let the traveler in. Can I get the worship team? You got to let that traveler pass on by. You got to let that, you got to let, amen, that thought pass on by. You got to learn what, amen, to pass by and what to bring in and feed. Just your thoughts. Coming in and feeding on them will slaughter the Lamb of God in your life. You've got to have the right priorities according to what you are thinking. God calls us to allow him to transform us by learning how to manage our minds. You and I can't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But we've got to let God begin to transform us into a new person. And the way that that happens is by changing the way that you think. Then you will know God's will. Are y'all with me today? You know, it's important to look at physical health. It's important to look at spiritual health. But it's also important, amen, in order to look at mental health. Are y'all with me today? And I'm not just talking about MHMR. (laughs) See, no offense if you're on match, thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's between you and God. But I'm here to tell you, amen, God has a medicine to help your mind, and it's called the Word of God. Because your thoughts control your life. And every action always begins as a thought. If you don't think it, you don't do it. If it's a good thought, you're going to do good. But if it's a bad thought, you're going to do bad. So we've got to be careful what we think 
because your thoughts control your whole life. That's what Proverbs says in 423. It controls your whole life. And your mind is the battleground for sin. All temptation starts in the mind. It all starts in the mind. And we think temptation is something out there, I mean, something external, something that happens that we see out there, amen? And we say, that's tempting me. Well, it wouldn't tempt you if there wasn't something appealing and a desire within you because all temptation starts between your ears, but as a result, sin happens in your mind. Are y'all with me today? That's why whenever Jesus began to shift over into the New Testament, he says, if you even look at that woman with lust, you've committed adultery. Because it all started in the mind. Are y'all following me? If you've invited that in and you begin to feed it, amen, you're already in sin right there. Are y'all with me? Come on, stand to your feet. And temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. And these desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Are y'all with me today? It's conceived. It's conceived. In other words, it's like those birds going over your head. Then they come and land. They hatch eggs. It's conceived. It conceived. And once it conceives, it produces actions, right or wrong. But if it's sin and it's allowed to grow, amen, and you feed it, it's going to give birth to death. That's what James says in 1 and 14, amen, and 15. Are y'all with me today? You know, and, and, and one thing about it, the enemy is a, a de- is, is a deceiver. And as a result of a lack of right thinking, we can easily fall into a pattern of sin behavior that we are deceived into thinking will fulfill our desire. But in reality, sinful behavior, amen, is actually leading to death. We think that it's gonna fill my desire. I have this desire and I want to fill it and this is going to fill it but it really leads to death. There's a way that seems right to a man but it leads unto death. Amen. It seemed right in his mind. It appeared right. And the only thing that can combat it is the word of God. It's the truth of God. Amen. Because like I said yesterday, the truth is what will set you free. You got to begin to seek out the truth. You got to love the truth. You got to meditate on the truth. You got to speak the truth. Amen. Hello, somebody. That's what it's all about. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise in this house today. So we've got to... We've got to feed our minds with truth. And we've got to choose to free our minds from destructive patterns. Amen. 
from the old nature, from the devil, from the world, amen. And we've got to choose to focus our minds on the right things. We've got to know when that traveler comes, let him pass by. I'll tell you what I do. I, when that thought comes and I say, oh, no, uh, I say, that's the devil. No, no, uh, 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 that's the devil. You know, and sometimes it comes tricky because it's like a partial truth and then a lie. You know, that's, you know, that's how the devil tried to get Jesus tempted in the wilderness. He came with a part truth and then a lie. Amen. Bo, just a part. Hello, you got to know what you know. Hello, somebody. The Bible says that, amen, those that are mature will be able to discern good from evil because they're trained by it, because they're accustomed to it, because they're aware of it. You gotta be trained by it. You gotta be able to discern lies. You gotta be able to discern truth. You gotta discern these things. You gotta discern the enemy. You gotta discern the flesh, and you gotta discern the Holy Ghost. Amen, come on, let's worship the King in this house this morning. Hallelujah.